What does fall get you excited about? Pumpkin spice lattes? Upcoming hay rides? For many Southerners, including us, it's football that gets our heart beating a bit faster. Get your favorite team pom-poms ready to revisit a beloved subject to the Steel Magnolia co-host, College Football Traditions. Woohoo! I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Well, we're both smiling about this subject. So I actually had a neighbor that listens regularly, and she said, I mean, the College Football Traditions episode was episode 40. So we're talking about over 150 episodes ago. Isn't that wild? Yes. Anyway, she said... I want you guys to talk about college football more because it just makes me so excited listening to you all talking oh, about it. So, that's fun. But we don't want well, to strictly be college football because we got all kinds of Southern culture to talk about. But today, it's time to talk about college football. It's a couple of weeks into the season already. So fun. And when I was prepping for this episode, now granted, this was before this weekend that's just passed okay. games. Okay. But the top 25 teams in ranking, half of them were located in the South. And that's not unusual. Right. I mean, All conferences, correct? I'm yes. talking, it could be SEC, ACC, yeah. Big 12, yeah. which includes Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, West yes. Virginia. Um, the American Athletic Conference, which includes Tulane, SMU, South Florida, Memphis, Houston, Tulsa. I just mean these schools are located right. in the South. Half of them in That's the top crazy. 25. That's crazy. We're feeding so, our boys good stuff. I guess so. So, yeah, that's not unusual. There, we, We've mentioned before, like, just football is big Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's you so know, true. You know, you got your high school, college, and professional. That's so, so true. But we're sticking with the best, I which so is the college. so love Saturdays. Saturdays down south. That's right. So one of the things that I thought was interesting, you will hear in our traditions that we go school by school, that there is a tradition at Auburn, the Auburn Tigers, Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama, where at Toomer's Corner, they toilet paper the trees trees. and it looks so cool in pictures you know spoiler alert when you get to that you'll already hear but there was lots of damage to the tree that trees that get teepeed and for the last six years they've been on a hiatus okay well they're ready to roll again so to speak so this will be the first year in about six years that they're going to be teepeeing tumor's corner so that's fun that's a fun update the other update since this recording is that um still to come but in 2024 the sec is adding two schools so we're expanding from 14 schools this year to next year we'll have 16 schools additions being oklahoma the sooners oklahoma sooners which we talk about we do because they're that state was in the south yes so i mentioned it and UT Austin, University of Texas, Austin. I use UT loosely. Yeah. (laughs) Because UT, Knoxville, Tennessee is my home. And they got the burn orange versus the brighter 
orange. But So let me just talk about that for a second because I dug in deeper. I was like, if they're going to be in the SEC next year, I need to know more about them. So the orange and white were first introduced as Texas's UT Texas's colors in 1885 when two students on their way to a baseball game stopped at a general store to get ribbons for the crowd. The most plentiful colors in stock were orange and white. After experimenting with gold and white and even orange and maroon, UT officially adopted orange and white as its colors in 1900. So I just wanted to say that um, we were first in Tennessee. You're so funny. (laughs) I just feel like it's the younger sister that wants to copy us. I'm sorry, Texas. But Texas was formed as a school in 1883. We were, Tennessee was formed as a school in 1794. So that's about 100 years. That's pretty wild. Seniority we have. Well, I will give Texas this. I do like the hook'em horns. I love the hook'em horns. It's adorable. Yes. And sometimes they have Matthew McConaughey on the sidelines. Also adorable. Yes. I mean, really. But what's also funny is they also have a Smokey. They they call their cannon Smokey. Smokey the cannon. Smokey was traditionally operated by the Texas Cowboys Student Organization. And they fire four 10-gauge shotgun shells simultaneously. and, um, And then I think even more as scores are made. Okay, if this ends up being a game, a UT versus UT, Smokey versus Smokey, Orange versus Orange, it's on. It is. Well, and yeah, because the other interesting thing that was news to me is I did not know the history of the University of Tennessee's checkerboard end zones, which, in my opinion, are the most iconic end zones oh yeah of college football right so it's an orange and white checkerboard in each end zone well i didn't realize that that was designed and inspired by ayers hall which is a very 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 old building it was uh, dedicated in 1921 that sits up on the hill of the university and in the very very top it has a checkerboard Oh, that's where that came from. And I did not know that. No idea. And I guess Coach Nealon would often tell the volunteers to run to the checkerboard, like for practices. Uh-uh. So they decided run to the checkerboard. Run to the checkerboard. It's a pretty good idea. Yeah. That is precious. And now, since 2014, they have begun checkerboarding every so often the fans in oh. each Group. I can't even believe how that looks, too. Like, stadium. you get an assignment of your seat on if you're to wear orange or white. It is the coolest. And people do. Yeah. It right. Yes. And it looks so sharp. Yes. So fun. Well, I have something I want to discuss. Yes. Before I even tell the why. You know how there's just certain music that, I mean, you get pumped just hearing the beat? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you just... It yeah. like unifies you with yes. your with your people. Makes you want to move. Yeah. You maybe it's good in your workout yeah. playlist or whatever. What are some songs like that for you? I'm putting you on the spot. But do you have any? Well, that... most of them are old. I would say yeah. like, you know, good vibrations, Marky Mark oh my and the gosh, Funky yes. Bunch. That's right? a good one. Like just as soon yes. as it starts, I mean I'm power walking. That's right. Or Eye of the Tiger. Yes. I think of that as like, you know, you just Yeah. You wanna yeah. push through. Yeah. Maybe Kanye, even. That's <laughs> Stronger. True. That's right. Stronger is definitely on an old playlist. But yeah, what about like, there's just something about heavy metal. You know what I mean? Like, there's just heavy metal just makes you, like, I think about ACDC back in black. Or Thunder. 
thunder. Yeah. Like it just makes you like. Well, I did fail to mention in this episode, so I wanted to add on at the beginning. Since the year 2000 at Virginia Tech, and we mentioned Virginia Tech, but do you know what their song is that they come in? I know where you're going now that you've told us metal. Metallica. It's your Sandman. (laughs) And that beat does just like... I mean, that would make me be so pumped with my team. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. It's a funny selection, though. There's so many songs they could have gone with. So that's a funny one to me. But hey, And there's like a full minute it of works. just beats before there's even a word of lyric. That's like, true. It's just so It's good. charged up. It's very charged up. It's what you the would hokies. Ex- yeah. It's what you would expect with every like baseball walk-on song. Yeah. You yeah. know, when they're yeah. going up to hit. Yeah. Tell us some of your songs that y'all get y'all pumped up, too. I want to know. I love it. I had one more thing. Oh, okay. With um, discussing, like, I have this desire that I still want to get to Ole Miss to go to the Grove for tailgating. I just think that sounds, like, so epic. Yes. Like, the way they just do it up so big. So big. Chandeliers. Yes. Yes. Well... One of our prior guests and friends, Elizabeth High School, mm-hmm. who, if that name sounds familiar and you haven't heard that episode, she's sometimes on the Today Show. Yeah, she's like a contributor in their food segment. Sometimes. Yeah, she's a total hoot. Oh, yeah. She um, is now bringing her catering that she does there in Oxford, Mississippi, to the Grove. So if y'all are tailgating at the Grove, man, and you want to um, just let her do the cooking, Orders have to be in on uh, noon Monday before the game. Okay. And there's a $200 minimum, but you can go through her elizabethhighschool.com. We can put a link in the show notes sure. for that. Man, and I bet it's good. also follow her on Instagram because she's got fun Instagram as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. If that is special. And I'm sure every place has caterers that'll bring it to you. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah. But hers, I'm sure, is very special, very on theme. Yeah. She's she's down there partying it up herself, say, too. She just turned her par- Saturday party into her business That's time. Right. So, well, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's so full of just goodness of traditions, fun, quirkiness. Absolutely. And just all out just sportsmanship so we um we hope you enjoy this episode and here it is (laughs) we're gonna have popcorn around like crazy today because we have a lot of teams things that we love to cover so i'll just let's just start with the powerhouse roll tide alabama man it's so hard to even say those words well i'll we'll say that we're starting alphabetically (laughs) i don't know we'll just start with them that's hilarious they are a phenomenal football team domination yeah i mean there's no other way around it it's domination so um of course legendary coach paul bear bryant is their claim to fame and a tradition that i love that they do is he wore regularly a houndstooth fedora type hat and even though their colors are crimson and white, oftentimes you see just Hounds as much tooth all over the place. Tooth, that's right. Which is kind of fun for the girls. Oh too, yeah, because right? it's cool. It's a cool pattern. Like you're styling your team colors, but you're in houndstooth. So, or you even see that in decor of the of the tailgate. Oh, or for sure. In rooms that people decorate that have you know their yeah their Alabama football yeah. pillows that are houndstooth with the big A on it or yeah. that kind So of thing. black and white houndstooth everything is their way to pay homage to Bear Bryant. 
Um, and then, you know, well, I was going to say Sports Illustrated came out with a couple of lists just okay. this, just a few, you know, just a couple, a couple weeks, weeks ago. Okay. And um, one of their list was the, um, well, there's a couple that I was going to mention. One list is best college traditions of yeah. all time. And one was biggest college rivalries of all time. Ooh, okay. So... Anyway, I will be referencing both of those lists, but the Alabama-Auburn rivalry, also known as the Iron Bowl, the Iron Bowl, yes, is considered the biggest college rivalry of all time by most lists. Yeah, but that made the number one slot. That's I, that's real. That's I a, can see how they got that slot because that's a heated, heated rivalry. Rivalry. We have. Um, one family member that lives in Alabama and flies their UT flag amongst all of the Auburn, <laughs> Alabama flags on homes throughout that state. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're just like that, and, aren't they? Well, and, and I think in the South, you pick your team. Yeah. And in a rivalry like that, it gets heated it sometimes. Does. Yeah. Well, also, if you're on Alabama's campus on game day, you're going to see a lot of tailgating at the Quad, a 22-acre area that is a huge lawn party. The Million Dollar Band assembles at the library and plays toward the Quad and then moves into the stadium. That's fun. That would be a tradition that has been longstanding there amongst those that roll tide. Man, they've just had it. So it's it's been fun to be an Alabama fan for quite some time now, and their yeah. their day will come, I guess, eventually. Yeah, where they're not such the powerhouse, but they've had it for a while. Thank Seventeen you. national championships. Uh, yeah, they used to always play UT on my birthday weekend, or like my birthday week, you okay. know. And yeah. so, when I was in college, it was fun because it was a little closer yeah. of a rival. But well, now Tennessee it, was a powerhouse now at that. Just tough at that time. It's but, just tough yeah. to have that late October birthday. Um, okay. Well, I, I wasn't going to go in any alphabetical yeah, order around, or anything. No. There's all different ones. Um, but one that I love, a tradition that I love, is at Texas A and M. Yeah. They do the twelfth man at Kyle Field. Yes, and it made the number six on the uh, Sports Illustrated list of um, best traditions of all time. But anyway, um, I love that twelfth man thing, just meaning that you, as the twelfth man on the field, yeah, you know, make a difference. That's and cool. I like that um, mindset that of they being the twelfth man. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. Now, this was fun. We had a listener, Marianne, that is a huge Aggies fan, and she actually got in touch with me. She knew that we were going to be doing a college traditions episode. episode. Okay. And thankfully, she did it before we had this finish, so I could include this piece, because this was really fun. Oh, cool. To include. Thanks, Marianne. Yeah, and, and I did not know this. So, um, her grandfather graduated from A&M, and... Then it was male and all military. Okay. And um, I guess her father, I think, went there as well. But, oh, yeah. And then her uncle and her and cousins. I mean, it's family tradition. Yes, they are diehard Aggies. Anyway, um, she did tell us if we ever go to an A&M game to make sure and go to midnight yell practice the night before. Is it pep rally kind of thing? I think so. Okay. Um, but every time A&M scores during a game, all the guys kiss their girls. So 
back when Marianne's grandfather was there, you know, and it was all male, all military school, girls were only allowed on campus for football games. Okay. So, so uh, this was a good excuse. Since the military <laughs> frowns upon public displays of affection, they had to come up with a way to kind of um, have a reason to kiss their date. So cute. And so that's how the tradition was born. That and it continued this. Every time the Aggies score, all Aggies score. That's how they say it. That's hilarious. Um, anyway, and she said her grandparents are in their late, or when they were in their late 80s, that was when they, or they were in their late 80s when they passed away, and every time that they went to a home game, they still her did grandfather that. still Chris kissed so her nana. Precious. Oh, I love that. Yeah, thank you, Marianne, for sharing that with us. Well, at the University of Arkansas, the Razorbacks, they do the call of the hog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, one fan stands up, raises his arms in the air and fingers wiggling and begins the... The woo. Oh, yeah. And then every Arkansas fan is then participating in the call of the hog. So it's like... I think it's adorable, but I have to say, if I was a cheerleader, I would not want to put on a pig nose. Well, like, that's just embarrassing. Oh, they wear a lot of, like, the head, <laughs> like, the pig head. Yeah. There's just all sorts of headwear. <laughs> Yeah, and facial, yeah, things. That would, that, that would be a little awkward to me. But, you know, it is a cute tradition. It and, is cute. And I definitely know it when I see it. They fully embraced it. That's what I love that's, about it. That's right. That's yeah. a beautiful thing, yeah. right? Well, South Carolina has a fun um, tradition. The a couple things I wanted to mention about that. They have a tailgating area that includes 22 train cars that sit on an inactive railroad and provide like luxury food and drink that you can. Are you serious? That That's cool. Fun. I've never seen that, but it sounds fun, and the pictures were cool um, that I saw. But they also have a pure white horse that carries in the Trojan warrior. Um, they call it the Traveler. And I think that's kind of oh, fun. Oh, that's cool. Too. I like yeah. that. I had not heard that. That's very cool. Well, if you were to go to LSU. Oh, Lord. I would love to go. Is it Death Valley? Go Tigers. It? Yeah. The Tigers rarely lose when they play at home. There's a reason they call their stadium Death Valley. Win or lose, festivities continue long into the night all across the state. That is a party Capital school. city. I was Whether you're say, at Tulane or LSU, wherever you are down there in Louisiana, you're partying. Yeah. And it's all like a microcosm of Bayou culture. <laughs> right. So it's like a Mardi Gras party, frat party, uh, family reunion. Yeah. You're going to see lots of like jambalaya and gumbo and things like that if you're at a LSU tailgate. Yeah. So it's like their band is the Golden Band from Tigerland. And, you know, by the time they march across campus, that they're playing like a jazzy pregame salute. So cute. Fans are in a frenzy. Um, yeah, it's just a party. And in typical French tradition, their Go Tigers is spelled G E A U X, not G O. Yeah. And then they are always saying, Who dat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I would. I actually would like to go down there yeah, sometime that would too. Be a it fun sounds very fun. Visit. No, I'm not going any further until I talk about Tennessee. All right. Mm-hmm. 
So Tennessee has such an impressive campus and tailgate. They do. Um, but one thing that makes them super unique is that it's right on the Tennessee River. Yeah. One of only a couple of schools in the nation that yeah. are on water like that. So they have what's called the Vol Navy. Yes. Very unique. Makes almost every list of top tailgates. As it should. As it should. Because it's like an all-day boating party. Yeah. People go in from one boat to another. Some of them have hot tubs. Some of them have... That's um, true. You know, like there's music easily played on the different boats and um some people go into the game some people don't they just stay on the boat right, party. Yeah. but the vol navy is very unique um hundreds i think there's a couple hundred boats typically on a saturday they yeah. come up there and dock just for yeah for game day yeah and, um and then the vol walk would be a very um, important tradition to mention where the team and coaches and staff make their pilgrimage from um, usually around the Circle Park area where the the statued torchbearer um, is all the way down into the stadium. And they're dressed in their, like, They're in their suits. Yeah, they're not dressed out in their uniforms at that time. Um, But the Pride of the Southland marching band. Which is spectacular. Yeah, yeah. And um, Smokey, mascot. Oh, everybody's there. It's like a full-on parade. It looks like a homecoming parade, but this happens every single home game. Um, and typically it's the, the current team, but like I know just a couple years ago, Peyton and his son yeah. walked with the team. Yeah. Um, Peyton being Manny. Peyton Manny. Um, yeah, yeah, so. And um, I would say like our stadium size, 107,000 seats is usually what the number that is I quoted. think they took it, some out it to do boxes now anyway but it is wild to see the way because of the way the stadium sits you know you kind of do have this convergence onto the stadium yeah and you get to actually appreciate the massive amount of people there just because of the way it kind of dips down and a the orange bit. shows up like no other yeah and the checkerboard end zones but one thing i love is um actually it started under doug dickey in 1964 the pride of the southland marching band is doing their little thing out on the field pre-game pre-game yeah and they come in and then at one point they they split and make this big T. Yes. Oh, this makes me have chills. The, the power T. Yeah. That they call the power T. Doug Dickey had put that on the helmet for the first time. Okay. In 1964. And that's when that started. To okay. come through the T. The team runs through. Okay. And, and it's so sweet. Smokey, our blue tick hound dog. He is always the first out of the team. Yes. Always. So, so the real one, not the right. mascot. Not the mascot dog, yeah. but the yeah. real dog. I'll let you go next. I'll go next. So, Auburn, War Eagle. Wow. This is pretty wonderful. And I actually have been to an Auburn game, and I I guess I got there a few minutes too late before kickoff, so I did not get to appreciate this. But they actually have a majestic golden eagle that leaps off of a balcony and circles the stadium. And, of course, fans begin chanting, War Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. So then the eagle lands midfield and it's game time it's amazing and yeah that's and then so that's the of course you know getting the game started and then after the game if there's a win if there's a win um everybody runs over to the oldest entrance of campus which is tumor's corner 
And they roll the trees. They roll the trees. Now, Which uh, I think it's so silly because it's like. But you, it's cool looking and you'd fun think and harmless. Do something that's like not a big cleanup. Like, you, yeah. you usually that's roll true. people that you don't like. That's true. Anyway. But the beauty of rolling is it is harmless in, to a tree. I mean, it's yeah. just going to finally come off. Right. What is not harmless to a tree. <laughs> Is to poison it, and that is such a horrific thing that happened in 2011. Oh my gosh, I don't think I knew about this. This was such a huge deal. This Alabama fan was later arrested for poisoning the Tumors Corner oaks that later had to be replanted because those they are the trees them. that they roll. Yeah, That's those right. are the oh my gosh. So, if you want to know more about the um, depth, depth of hatred <laughs> that can come from college wow. football. I'm going to recommend another podcast to listen to. There's a podcast called Mobituaries with Mo Rocca. Okay. And he did an episode called Death of a Tree, Roots of a Rivalry. And he um, tells the story of the poisoning of the Tumor's Corner Oaks and actually even has some audio from the man who was arrested who did it. Um, So if you have any interest in, in hearing about more about that story, it's it's actually a pretty good telling of the story. Okay. I'll and have to put it. Maybe I can put a link in our show notes. Okay. Um, anyway, that was a big deal. But the Tumor's Corner um, rolling also made the Sports Illustrated list of best college traditions. That came in at number five. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So interesting, I right? I not heard the tree story. That's crazy. Well, Clemson... Uh, in the Atlantic Coast Conference, great college town. I went and visited Clemson, and it is just beautiful college town. Did you seriously not consider much, going there? Um, not seriously consider, yeah. but I would say I was so impressed with the campus. And I love when a college town is kind of all there is there is the college. Like okay. all the restaurants had things about you know welcome back students and okay that kind of thing yeah. like it's just cool when that's yeah. the focus of the town and that's the case there at Clemson but they have a tradition um where they the team runs in and rubs Howard's Rock as they're coming in okay that's supposed to you know bring good luck to the game so anyway that is an old tradition and was also on Sports Illustrated list at number two hey so wow there you go well, I will jump to Mississippi State University and right. tell you a tale of the cowbell that oh, they are so yes. proud of. So the school legend says that fans adopted the tradition um, in the 1930s after a Jersey cow bearing, wearing a bell around her neck wandered onto the field. No way. During the Mississippi State versus Ole Miss game, big rivalry, and they Mississippi State won big time. Okay, so that they beat their arch rivals, and the cowbell became a good luck charm. That's so hilarious! You will definitely see cowbells um, or a cowbell clanking. Well, that's way long before uh, the funny more cowbell. It is Saturday Night Live skit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's a. I just feel like that's a really unique tradition, but. And even the birthing of it's hilarious. I love it, yeah. Well, um, that actually made the Sports Illustrated list at number eight as best college traditions. But it was also the Mississippi State Ole Miss game is listed as number eight of the biggest rivalries in college football. It says, arguably the ugliest, nastiest series in all of college football. 
in Mississippi, there is Christmas, Easter, and Egg Bowl Day. Oh, my gosh. The Egg Bowl. Not sure where that came from, but... Well, a cowbell is stinking loud, (laughs) you know? So when you think about one times thousands or hundreds, you know, like... So there's actually cowbell etiquette that they have. No. Like a 2010 conference came up with, because it was getting out of hand. Okay. I can see that, Um, especially with people who've had some alcohol. Yeah. So conference... I don't know, president's athletic director, somebody, um, they came up with the cowbell clause. No joke. (laughs) So anyway, fans can shake their bells only at appropriate times. And I don't know what those appropriate times are, but I know there's a website, respectthebell.com. No way. Yeah. So you probably need to check that that out before you go to a game. That's hilarious. With your cowbell. Well, there's lots of different hand motions that became popular with different traditions. Um, Yeah. I think mostly of the um, one that rubs me the most wrong would be the gator chomp. That's so true. It's in Florida. So invasive. At the swamp. <laughs> well, they do it everywhere. No matter where they're playing, they gator chomp. I think even pro players that were that came from the University of Florida still chomp when yeah. they're on their pro fields. Yeah, maybe it's, it's fresh like as, as their first year. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then, of course, Texas has the hook'em horns. Yes, um, that's true. Which is cute. That's cute. And more, seems a little more tasteful for some reason. And just speaking of Texas, I was thinking whether you're at Texas A&M or Texas, which, by the way, both big college um, rivalries. In fact, Texas ha- is in two of the top ten rivalries. They're number three, Texas versus Oklahoma on okay. that Sports Illustrated list. And number ten was uh, Texas, Texas A&M. So those are oh, those I see big that. rivalries. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was just going to say, from a tailgating perspective, lots of good brisket at Texas tailgates. Heck so you would yes. probably see that at either schools. Yeah. Tailgate. Yeah. That makes sense. Love that Texas brisket. Well, since we've mentioned the Gator Chomp, I will mention about the Florida Gators that their stadium is one that every visiting team ever is scared to go avoids <laughs> like the plague. Yeah. It's a very difficult place to play. It's hot. It's humid. And the Gators of course are well versed and used to practicing all and summer long like that. in that kind of heat. And a lot of these other teams, even though they're Southern teams aren't used to that level. That's true. The first 32 rows of their stadium is actually below sea level. So, I mean, it is a, they call it the swamp. Right. So I've been to a game there. Was it crazy loud? It's so crazy loud. And part of it is because of the shape of it, the way it's real steep. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't know the below sea level thing. Yeah. But, um, it's super hard for the players on the field to hear. I'm sure. And so Florida plays that up to their advantage. And they're super quiet when their team is talking. And they're super loud when the opposing team is trying to come up with a play. Yeah. So Steve Spurrier, their coach, actually, during the time that I was in college at Tennessee, is the one that began referring to the stadium as the Swamp. Okay. So it's been around for... That's not that low. That's not that old. No, no. In lieu of some of these traditions. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I meant to actually say that up front. These schools were founded in, like, sometimes even the late 1700s, early 1800s. So some of these traditions have been around for 200 plus years. That's amazing. That is amazing. Truly. Okay. That's all the gators get. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's hilarious. Well, uh, another big Florida school for football is Florida State. Yeah. The Seminoles. And under Bobby Bowden in 1977, they started having the chief ride in uh, on horseback with his flaming spear. So that's a big tradition for them is when the chief comes in. And they had, under Bobby Bowden, very good uh, football years. He was quite the powerhouse. Yeah, he was. So anyway... That's all I was going to say about yeah. Florida State. Yeah. Well, we would be remiss to not mention the school that oftentimes gets voted number one tailgate, which is oh, Ole Miss. The Grove. Hotty toddy, the Grove. <laughs> I know this is on your list of places that I you would go. love to see. I read a quote once that said, Ole Miss is to tailgating what Bach is to music. No, Quite simply the best. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's a little scary. I had a cute uh, quote, too. That's, they have a saying down at Ole Miss, we may not win every game, but we never lose a party. All right. So they do take their partying seriously. Yeah, they usually make most lists as the number one tailgate. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So their their colors are pretty. It's like a navy blue and a cardinal red, red. and um, you know you often see really bright white tents, as we've mentioned on our tailgating episode with chandeliers and just um, bring out heirloom silver, silver <laughs> um, family china. You yeah, know, it's it, quite fancy, but also you know. Girls wearing Prada and Jimmy Choo shoes and... Two football games. That's so foreign to me. Yeah. How about Oklahoma? Yeah. They are the Sooners, and they have the Sooner Schooner. (laughs) So this was actually number one on Sports Illustrated's best traditions list. Okay. And it's just this old covered wagon that um, they come in on. Yeah. Pulled by yeah. uh, horse, so that's their, one of their big traditions. Oklahoma, um, obviously really good in football over time. Again, I mentioned the number three Texas versus Oklahoma rivalry, the Red River rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, in their Big 12, I think. Okay. So, anyway, that's um, a powerhouse football yeah. school. And, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I will segue to the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay. They have um, an English Bulldog, which is their mascot, named UGA, U-G-A, <laughs> University of Georgia. Yeah. That's what that stands for. But they have a chapel bell that rings on campus oh, yes, when I've they win. This. It's yeah. a longstanding tradition. So yeah. um, I haven't been on their campus myself. Well, but Athens is another cool college town. Yes, it is. Great it's music a, scene. I was going to say, that's from where a lot of bands yeah. came from. R.E.M. Mm-hmm. and... It, um, playing the 40 Watt Club there yes. is, is a great music venue to visit. But yeah. um, Their fans are improving a little bit. They used to be kind of ugly. I guess every, every team school you has say that. that. I should um, probably not say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, every team depends has its on ugly fans. Drunk people you ran into. That's but true. I would say um, they did kind of have a reputation of being a little rough but (laughs) but you know they've had some powerhouse football years too yeah so yeah i I think back to when i like in the 80s they were so good yeah georgia was so good 
So also in Georgia, we have Georgia Tech oh, yeah, right there in the course. middle of Atlanta. Yep. Um, and they have a tradition that is they come in on the Ramblin' Wreck is what it's called. It's okay. a 1930 Ford Model A sports coupe. Oh. And for years they've come in on this. Uh, well, I'm saying they come in. I think it's just a couple of the like cheerleaders okay. ride in on this Ramblin' Wreck. But that's a popular tradition and um, I think that even may have made it's made some list of great top traditions and so anyhow Georgia Tech that's cool yeah um I will mention Kentucky Kentucky Wildcats up in the beautiful Lexington Kentucky area so of course they're gonna have they're more basketball yeah house yeah but they participate they'll have good bourbon at their tailgate (laughs) for sure they do a call to post, just like you would hear at the Kentucky Derby now that's or, cute. or other horse races like over at Keeneland. Um, so just a nod to the horse racing that comes from that area. That's played pre-game, and that's that awesome. is, you know, the segue into um, the game itself. But, you know, that, that would be a pretty one to go to a game if you were also going to be able to do other things up there Absolutely. that weekend, right? Just, to do that's some, right visits to distilleries and things but yeah the the go big blue the kentucky wildcats i didn't have any other specific schools i was going to mention traditions though i mean there's so many schools that have great traditions i mean yeah there's so many i think we could go on and on but um I was going to just talk about, um, we've mentioned before on another episode, but Thanksgiving weekend, there's a lot of the big rivalry games. Absolutely. And many of them are close to home. You know, we were talking about if they're in-state rivalries, you're not going to be too far away from being with family if it's Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. But one that's quite famous is on neutral ground, and that is... The Florida, Georgia, always played in Jacksonville. Okay. And they call it the world's largest cocktail party. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, yeah. very yeah. cute yeah. tradition, um, big rivalry. Oh, we got to mention Mizzou, Missouri. I, so I that, forget that they're Southern. I I'm know. sorry, but I do. I know. They, they're, yeah, they they're are now in the, in the SEC, SEC conference. conference. I don't think of that as Southern, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. So, yeah. They have, let's see, a tradition at, I don't know how you say their field, Pharaoh Field? Um, but they call it the zoo, like Z-O-U. They say, you know, one could argue every day, every game day is homecoming because before the season starts, freshmen whitewash the big M that marks the uh, north end zone and tailgates featuring mouthwatering Kansas City or St. Louis-style barbecue and the thousands that greet the fighting tigers as they make their way to the stadium before a game is a sight to see. So, um you know, once a tiger, always a tiger. So the Bengal tiger is their their mascot. That's yeah, cute. I, I didn't want to not mention them because they are now in the SEC. Well, like we said, we're we're heavy on SEC because that's what we're more familiar with right. and what we grew up visiting some of those campuses. But yep. um, there are many other great football rivalries, great college traditions. Um, you know, even in the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, other schools are North Carolina State, University of Louisville, UNC Chapel Hill, which is huge basketball school. Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech, which is special in, well, it's a gorgeous campus, but um, 
it has both um, military and civilians together in one campus. I think that's the only campus that's, that's right. like that. I forgot about that. Um, you have, I don't really necessarily think of, I've, we've mentioned before Miami seems like it's not the South. It's like it's own beast. It but is. It's technically culturally it's, different. Technically it's in the South in, by location. And then you have Duke and Wake Forest over in North Carolina. Great schools that I'm sure have great traditions too. They're just not necessarily football powerhouses. Yeah. More basketball, especially Duke. But anyway, did you have any others? I totally, right in our hometown, we have to say something about Vanderbilt. Oh, Vanderbilt. They're getting better, too. Well, yeah, you know, I didn't used to think of that as a rivalry. Right, yeah. Um, But because Tennessee's had a rough go, it's become a little bit more of a rivalry. But they do quite the fancy tailgating as well. They do, and they're they're the Commodores. They bear the name Commodore from Cornelius Vanderbilt. He provided the seed money to start the school. They have the sound of the horns, ship horn, that signals the Commodores. And they are anchor down. Yeah, That's what their big famous saying. Yeah, so they are, um, since they're situated right in the city... I think, like, some of the college town, like we've described on some of these other campuses, gets a little lost yeah. over at Vanderbilt. But um, Beautiful campus, though. It is beautiful. Um, well, and speaking of anchors, this is not Southern, but I have to say, pretty high up on my list of bucket list football experiences is I want to go to the Army-Navy game someday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Navy sings that would the be anchors good. away yeah. is their song. But that's a big rivalry and quite the, I mean, even just watching it on TV is exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, just seeing the passion behind that rivalry, yeah. the Army versus Navy. But um, that's on my list, yeah. even though it's not Southern. That's yeah. quite the tradition. Well, we didn't even dive into, like, fight songs and oh some goodness. of the history and just the lyrics of some of these schools that you know sing every single game multiple times a game i will say i know we said we're heavy on tennessee rocky top is known as one of the more famous yeah fight songs songs. yeah 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 so and um, i have a funny story to share what i'm gonna say on air but one time laura beth and i um, this is, we have a lot of funny <laughs> no memories, going. <laughs> lots of funny memories, but we decided after watching the movie Wedding Crashers that that would be a fun thing to do sometime. Oh yeah. Would be to crash a wedding. Well, I'm going to say it on air. Your eyes look big. Oh, now I know where you're going. Um, okay. We went and attended a wedding <laughs> that we were invited to. <laughs> but because we were already dressed up and we saw another wedding was happening, we decided that would be the night we would be wedding crashers. Yes, pop into another wedding reception. So we popped in and um, signed the guest book, okay. ate the cake, and danced to Rocky Top That's on right. the dance floor before leaving. And it was so much fun. Because at a wedding, fun. you know, not everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You've got only, you know, lots of new people, meeting new people. And so... We just were able to slip in, do our thing, slip out. They had a killer um, fancy shrimp cocktail reception. ice sculpture. Yes, yeah. it was a fun one to, that was to crash. One. But yes, we, we felt at home when they started when they playing played Rocky, Rocky Top. Top. And we were able to dance <laughs> on the dance floor. It felt just wonderful. That's so awesome. 
Oh my gosh, well this has given me a little bit more appreciation for some of the different campuses and it just makes me even more proud to be from the Southerner. So, so um, hopefully you guys will get a chance to check out a game at somewhere in the South um, this season because as we've already laid out, there is much fun to be had even off the field. So That's right. Anyway, um, that's going to do it for this episode, and we hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you here next time. Bye, y'all.